Well, thank you, Terry and Craig and music folks and everyone making worship possible this morning. And welcome again. Great to have you all in worship. Great to see so many young kids up there for the children's message. We continue our series, Rediscovering the Wonder of Christmas. This morning, we're looking at the story of Joseph and the carpenter's change order. We're in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from all their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and mines this morning. Well, I don't know if we have any carpenters in the house this morning. Any carp? Oh, I know we have some part-time carpenters out there, some craftsmen, yeah. And uh, I know something about you too, that's right. I see that Charlie, there's some other folks too. And, uh, and I know farmers are part-time carpenters too, but you know good carpenters, don't you? You know who to call, right? When you've got a, a job that needs to be done, maybe put in addition. I know some folks that are building homes out there, right? And you want a carpenter who measures twice and cuts once, don't you? Measures twice and cuts once. Boy, did I hear that a lot growing up, right? And, uh, and can use the plumb line, make sure it's straight. Man, and uh, they do such great work. And maybe in your own life, you started a project and uh, you either attain to that level or not. Sometimes I do, sometimes I do not. Uh, a few years back, I uh, expanded our patio, which was a story in and of itself, but I'd always had these stairs that they put on, and it was like an afterthought for, that was one part of the plan, it just didn't go right. And so I really wanted to get rid of those stairs and put in something nice, and, uh, and, and so I decided they were just nailed in there. It was oak, you know, it was pressure treated, I know. And, um, but I didn't realize the number, the sheer number of nails that were used. Somebody just went happy with a pneumatic gun there with the big, biggest nails you can get, right? But I couldn't see all that. I just thought, well, you know, I'll get a hammer and then make, you know, crowbar, get them off there, put it in a set. So I started out with the smaller hammer. I mean, that didn't work. So I got an upgraded larger hammer and that didn't work. So I got out the sledge hammer. You know what I'm saying? First the half handle one and then the full side. And it wasn't going anywhere. Hit one side, your side. I mean, a little bit of edging. I thought, man, I was just exhausted. I thought, you know, I own a Jeep. It's four-wheel drive. I can take care of this problem. <laughs> you see where this is going, don't you? So I got out. I drove back to the neighbors. I'd be thinking, is he driving through his yard again with a Jeep? It feels good, you know? So anyway, back up, put the little toe, you know, strap on there. And, you know, I didn't floor it. Don't think I did that. I just thought I was nudging it in low. Well, the stairs came off. But so did the whole panel that was holding it on there including a support underneath the French doors. And it immediately started to sag, and I thought, well, this is not good at all. <laughs> so I did the right thing at that point. I called someone who does measure twice and cut once my carpenter on the call. So I got him there, and I said, man, I'm really a 
I just explained the story as best I could. <laughs> and he said, I'll, I'll be over. In the middle of a job, and I come over at lunchtime or whatever. And so he, he comes by and he says, man, he said, you really did that. And I said, well, you know. He's, so he pointed out the obvious, you know, we got to prop it up until we can do the job right. So, you know, he worked for a while getting that back up. And anyway, I got a little lecture about, you know, not using the Jeep necessarily. But um, won't be doing that again soon. But you know what I mean. Carpenters are the people who have a plan, and they know, they like it diagrammed, right? They want it in print. And if you ever come to a carpenter, you know, if you're building a dish or something, and you want a change, they're going to tell you what? You got to do a change order. You got to put it in writing, and then I got to put it in the plan. I got to redo the plan. They, do they like change orders? No, no, no carpenter likes a change order. So I want you to keep that in the back of your mind as we walk back into this story, because Joseph got the change order of all change orders. How many like change out there? No, no. You might say you do, but you do not, right? So um, the story is Joseph gets news from Mary, probably when she came back from Elizabeth, and uh, he's going to obey the law, which this was the law, which was to put, uh, to cancel the whole wedding because they were engaged, and to not disgrace Mary, and he goes to sleep. And in the middle of the night, an angel comes to him in a dream, in a vision, and you can only imagine he was anxious and troubled. You know, he had all these plans for a wedding, building a home, doing all these things, just like you'd expect a carpenter to do. And it was all abruptly stopped by this thing that happened with Mary. And the angel comes to him and says, the Holy Spirit has conceived within Mary. Go ahead and marry her, but wait to consummate your marriage. And you are to name this baby Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Wow. And Joseph woke up, and Joseph had a choice when he heard God's change order, which is what? Either to refuse it, which had to be human nature, or to trust and obey that change order. Have you ever had a, a moment in your life where God has come to you with some kind of a change order? Maybe it wasn't the whisper of an angel or someone coming to you, but maybe it was an illness, the loss of a loved one, something unexpected interrupted your life with a change, and you did not react well. <laughs> Most of us don't. And it was a change order from God. And maybe you felt God whispering to you that something new was afoot, something new, bigger, better, brighter, more glorious than you could ever imagine. But boy, it took a step of faith. And maybe you're there even this morning. And so there's lessons that we can learn from Joseph, I think that are incredible, which I think the two primary ones are to trust and obey. And when we do that, then we find peace that does transcend all understanding. Doesn't mean we understand everything by any means, but to trust and obey. And the first one is to, to trust. I mean, think about Joseph for a moment, he had to put all of his plans aside and to go with God's plan, and that's never easy, right? We want to do it our way, right? Not just me, but all of you know what that's like. The plan that we've mapped out, the plan that we've diagrammed, the plan that we have on paper or in our mind, and yet God comes and says, wait a second, I'm going to make a, a change order in all this. It's going to be something unexpected and newer, better than you could imagine. doesn't mean there isn't some pain, some disheartbreaking moments there, some disheartening things, but God has something that's newer, bigger, better, brighter. And so Joseph learned to, to trust step by step. He went and shared this with Mary, no doubt. They went ahead with their plans, and Joseph began to adjust to God's bigger plan. And that lesson of trust would carry Joseph along 
the way of life. Think of the moments in Joseph's life. He not only had to go and, and um, wed Mary, but also he had to go to Bethlehem. And I can tell you, as I've been to the trip to the Holy Land, it was so fascinating, but that trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem was an fun- unbelievable trip, just in a bus, let alone on a donkey in the middle of the night. I mean, uh, Nazareth is quite high, and then you've got to descend down, and then you've got to go back up uh, about 2,000 feet to, to Jerusalem, and then Bethlehem is just a little ways away from that. But it was desert mountains for a lot of it, and it was dangerous. There could be robbers. And Mary, of course, is uh, due with child soon, and she's maybe riding a donkey. We probably think it would have made sense because a donkey was often uh, the animal of choice for a carpenter. They carry the tools and everything, and Mary definitely needed to be carried. But, man, no GPS, right? No internet to schedule an Airbnb. And so Joseph had to, to trust that God was going to provide along the way and step by step. And then he had to get to Bethlehem, maybe in the middle of the night. We don't know. Go from door to door, finding a place that was open. None were open. And then just to know that he could be in a, in a stable and had to make do with a, with a manger. No doubt he used some of his carpentry skills to make that all that it could be for the baby about to be born. But because of that, because he trusted and because he obeyed God's voice in all that, he was one of the first people to be able to hold the baby Jesus, to be there when Jesus was born, when God, the creator of all that is, stepped into our world in a new and different and fuller way, Emmanuel, God with us, to share our heartaches, our hopes, our dreams, to show us the way of love, and then to go to Calvary as God's word enfleshed in humanity and to give his life that we know God's forgiveness and love and grace and then be raised in your life and to give us the promise of resurrection and the promise of eternal life. What a moment. And Joseph experienced the shepherds come and the angels song and the magi coming. And you can only imagine that Joseph realized that he could have never planned this. It was beyond anything he could. And God's plan was bigger, better, brighter, greater than anything he could ever imagine. What is God knocking on your door today where maybe you need to hear the whisper of an angel and realize that the God's plan is bigger and greater and God has the ability to see beyond what we can see? Now, it's interesting because, you know, when the angel came to Zechariah and when the angel came to Mary, they were what? They were both awake. They could ask questions, all right? They did. Some better than others, right? Mary did the test better than Zachariah, but not Joseph. Joseph was asleep, right? He woke up and went like, wait a second, I got some questions. <laughs> uh, but no, he had to trust that God's plan was bigger and better, brighter, greater, and we do too. I mean, we don't usually hear an angel whisper. Sometimes though, angels, angels means messengers. Maybe God is whispering to His Word. God communicates through the Word and through God's Holy Spirit, right? And we, we learn to, to follow that, and we learn to obey if we're like Joseph. In the Hebrew Scriptures, Holy Spirit is referred to a lot as ruach, which means wind, right? Wind, breath. The Holy Spirit's like that. We we just went through Acts where we talked about opening the windows of our hearts and lives and to allow the Holy Spirit to rush in like a a mighty wind. And when you think about wind and God's Spirit and plan, someone once said, you know, you, you, you don't know necessarily where the wind can come from and where it goes. You can track it, but some it can change at a wind's notice. But the thing about sailors they learn is that you can't control the wind, but you can adjust your sail. And I think that's true in life. 
You cannot control the wind, but you can adjust your sail to make the best of where God is taking you when the Holy Spirit makes a change, brings a change order to your life. So where do you need to adjust your sail today where you can trust God and you can obey, right? I love this scripture verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that Craig read. And maybe this is one of the things that strengthened Joseph along his way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge God, and He will make straight your paths. Let's do that again. Trust the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. You know, Joseph was learning along the way, and Joseph would surely need to be able to trust God again because the angel came to Joseph again in the night, whispering to him to flee that Herod had bad plans to destroy, to kill all the young boys in the Bethlehem area. And he had to trust the voice of the Magi as well, but especially that angel. And so they fled to Egypt, which was even a harder trip, much harder than from Nazareth to Bethlehem. I can tell you, it's desert mountains along the water there. And so Joseph had to make that trip like Joseph had so long ago. Joseph the son of Jacob, right, to fulfill his dreams. And he had to go down, and he had to protect Jesus in Egypt for two years until Herod died. But because of his willingness to step by step, to learn to trust and to obey God, he was able to follow that plan. And I think the other secret is that when you do that, you find a peace that transcends all understanding. I mean, a lot of us are anxious and troubled about things happening in our life, myself included, and we want answers, but until we learn to listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit and to trust God and to obey God, we'll never find the peace that transcends all understanding. Where are you with change orders today from God? Maybe not a whisper of an angel, but maybe the whisper of circumstances and the whisper of a friend and the nudge in our heart of the Holy Spirit are reading Scripture and God is guiding you and directing you, and you need to learn the lesson of Joseph, that in this moment of change, in this moment that breaks all the things that we were thinking about, and God emerges with a new plan, that you can have a gift of rediscovering the wonder of Christmas because God can bring something new and better and brighter than we ever, ever imagined. Where do you need to rediscover the wonder of God, to learn to trust and obey like Joseph? You can only imagine that as Jesus grew older and Joseph was teaching him the carpenter's trade, the lessons that Joseph must have poured into young Jesus, teaching him the carpenter's trade. The Bible tells us that Jesus was a carpenter, right? And that Jesus was learning to measure twice and to cut once and to make sure things were plumb and right. And at what point did maybe Jesus realized the full depth of God's call in his life, that he was Emmanuel, the Son of God. No doubt Mary whispered it to him, as did Joseph, but when did the Holy Spirit touch Jesus' heart in life that he fully realized as he grew older that God's planning and purpose was calling him to something unique and wonderful, but also a great sacrifice? Because he would hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit that would take him to the cross. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he would whisper and say and pray, if possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done. A new carpenter's change order. 
a new response of trust and obedience, the trust and obedience that would take him to the cross where he would give his life that you and I could know God's consummation of justice and love together, that we could accept God's grace, God's forgiveness, and God's love in a new and miraculous way, more wonderful than we could ever imagine. That is the story of Christmas that takes us to the cross, where the carpenter gave his life on the cross, a wooden cross. Today, God may be calling you to do something new. Maybe it's something new like in a mission, helping out with the homeless or feeding the poor or visiting those in the hospital or nursing home or or wherever, or just taking time out to care for those around you that are hurting and lonely and feel lost and outside. Or maybe God is calling you to some new area in life, whether you're young or old or in between, that God has something new and different and blessed for you. Joseph responded to the angel's whisper and God's call with trust and obedience, and he found peace that transcended all understanding. And he taught that. He mentored Jesus so that Jesus could respond in the same way. I love the story of Harry Truman, the president. And he came to president because Franklin Delano Roosevelt had passed away. He was in the midst of negotiating the end of World War II and dividing up the map of Europe and the entire world, really. And there was a lot of big players around the table. And Truman took the oath of office in the middle of the night on the steps of the White House and was scared and anxious about taking the mantle of the president. And it was said that he could not sleep at night because he was so worried about how things would turn out around the negotiation tables and knew how much was it weighed. He was a person that really liked to know the details of everything. And he couldn't sleep at night. And he wrestled with it and tried so many different things. And finally, someone came to him with Psalm 121, where it says, the Lord neither slumbers nor sleeps. And goes on to say that, you know, God watches over us. And so he was able to just let the mantle of leadership on the bedside and find his quiet rest knowing that God's plan and purposes were greater than his. And if he was faithful and trusted God, that God would work things out. He found the peace that he needed to surrender to God's will and to trust God and to walk step by step and found peace enough to sleep. I don't know what weighs you down today, but we all find moments where there's a change that we don't like, a change that brings us some anxiety, some worry in life. But know this, that God has a plan and purpose that transcends all of that. And God can whisper to you, whether it's an angel or friend, family member, through His Word or through the Holy Spirit, that all things will work out if you just trust in God's peace and plan and purposes, and that God has the power to see you through. Friends, today, whatever your change order is from God, know it's more wonderful than you could ever imagine. Like Joseph, learn to trust and obey, and you and I will find peace. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, as we look at Joseph in this moment in life and how you work through change that was more wonderful, even though it was a moment of great anxiety, help us to accept your change, Lord. Help us to follow your plan and purpose. Help us to realize that if we trust and obey your spirit, that you walk with us and you will see us through and we can discover your peace and a plan of purpose that is more wonderful than we ever imagined. Through Christ our Lord and all God's people said, amen.